0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program was brought to you by Roth, Wisconsin, makers of the world's best cheese and pioneers in the U.S. artisan cheese movement. For more information, visit rothcheese.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: Welcome to, welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, November 28th. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Norposo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me at wordsfoodart.com. I'm 35, straight, and single. And,
3: I, and, I, and I'm your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. <laughs> I couldn't
2: hear myself in my headphones for a second, so I thought I came in too soon.
3: I am an actor, writer, musician, and Abba, occasional Abba. bartender and server. <laughs> You can check me out at benrosenblattactor.com. I am 34 straight and in a relationship.
2: Today we continue our exploration of family love by exploring the sibling bond. And I am so excited... And a little bit nervous because we have my younger sister, Maggie, in the studio here at Heritage Radio behind Roberta's Pizza. And my older sister, Jessica, is calling in in a little bit. Uh, so we're going to change things up with the order of the show and have them on pretty much the whole time. But, Ben.
3: yeah. So,
2: so, listeners, a lot of changes are afoot. Next week is Ben's last show for a while. He's leaving, to, he's leaving me. He's leaving me.
4: Ah. <laughs>
3: That's Baby, success. I'll be back. I'll be here in spirit, baby.
2: Yeah, for he's going to be gone for so long. I don't even want to think about it right now. So we're going to think about it next week. And we're going to talk about it next week. And next week, we're going to be talking about some changes we're doing to the show a little bit. Now that Ben is in a relationship and now that I'm a little tired about talking about my relationship status.
3: Relationship Relationships.
2: And, uh, <laughs> relationships. <laughs> At us. So I'm uh incorporating a new little game into the show where when we're not spending an entire, you know, fifteen minutes talking about our love lives, we are going to throw in a haiku game, because haikus are short and sweet and lovely. And so Ben I've asked Ben to write one haiku that just summarizes his life right now and one haiku That summarizes his love life right now. And I will share the same. And we cannot comment on them to each other. And we're not going to discuss them. We're just going to share for our listening audience what is going on in our life in two haikus. So, Ben, your overall general life haiku, please, sir.
3: Here it is. Here it is. (coughs) One sigh of relief. Two weeks till I leave this coast. Three cheers for acting.
4: Yay! I like that. Wow, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. I'm sort of annoyed by the rules that I set, where we cannot discuss or comment. Okay, can you can you read it one more time? Actually, just read it one more time.
3: One sigh of relief. Two weeks till I leave this coast. Three cheers for acting.
2: Yours is so much more positive than mine. Okay, here's, li- here's, your life haiku. Here's my life haiku. Oh, I messed up. I did seven. Wait, what did I do?
3: It's five seven five. I man. know it is. Just read I it. I did
2: seven five five. Oh. <laughs> okay, listeners, I did these at like one in the morning when I couldn't sleep, and there like, was supposed
3: to be no discussion or no explanation. Well, no, I'm, gonna, of I'm just going to switch the order up. It's fine. <laughs> okay.
2: No, I can totally just do this. It there are haikus. You can just switch them. But I'm just looking at what I wrote. And I'm like, what was I doing? And I was like, oh, I should have been sleeping. I was drugged up and not asleep. Okay, so here we go. One foot at a time. Adding and abstaining now, I need a drink stat. <laughs> That's basically my life.
3: When do you get that drink?
2: <laughs> Friday at 7 o'clock.
3: <laughs> Friday that at 7 o'clock. That means next Monday here in the studio we could be drinking again.
2: Yes. Yes. It will not take me a lot. So, yes. So, all right. So now your, your loved one.
3: Okay. My, my uh, relationship haiku. Thanks day together. Big hit with the family. Soon apart three months.
2: Oh, that's that, that that brought me on a journey. That one, yeah. Oh shit! I'm not supposed to comment. Okay,
3: your your uh, my dating dating haiku,
2: which again I have to flip the lines. Still seeking something, abundance and emptiness. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> no, I did. I messed. <laughs> it That was a dot dot dot. That
3: the fuck is.
2: That was another seven. With I did. The- I, did <laughs> I did seven five seven. I need to take less drugs before I go to sleep. I was so drunk. You know, like when you take Ambien and you stay awake. That's basically what happened last is night. Is there a
3: name for a poem that is, is the a opposite seven, of a, seven. I don't know. It, I, because you, you wrote a beautiful one of those. Thank
2: you. That's what I, I did. I did seven five seven, and I didn't even realize until I looked at what I wrote down that I did not write haikus. That's what happens when you take Ambien and stay awake. Moving on, my sister Jessica, are you still there? Have you given up on me yet? I'm here. Yay, my sisters are here. So we're gonna we're I'm gonna Yay, work on this I whole can't haiku wait to get idea. Some family
3: gossip I'm gonna on work Jacqueline. I'm gonna
2: work on this whole idea. <laughs> um this whole haiku idea when I'm not drugged up on Ambien and still awake. So this is the fourth show of ours on family love. And I'm first going before I introduce my sisters, I'm going to read a quote. Uh, from science and technology writer Jeff Kluger. This uh, was from a TED Radio Hour episode from a couple months ago that really stuck with me, which was sort of one of the reasons why we planned this series. So here's the quote. We were a unit, a loud, messy, brawling, loyal, loving, lasting unit. We felt much stronger that way than we ever could as individuals. And we knew that as our lives went on, we could always be able to call upon that strength. There may be no relationship that's closer, finer, harder, sweeter, happier, sadder, more filled with joy or fraught with woe than the relationship we have with our brothers and sisters. I love
3: that quote. amen. Amen
2: to that, right? So keeping that in mind, welcome to There Were Never Such Devoted Sisters, the title of our show today. So I would like to welcome my big sister Jessica and little sister Maggie onto the show with a formal introduction. Dr. Jessica Raposo is the coordinator of music for Indiana University East in Richmond, Indiana. She has earned music degrees from the University of Michigan, the Royal Academy of Music in London, and the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. She has taught at various colleges, conducted the flute choirs of the Stanford Young Artists Philharmonic Association, and has played as a flautist and piccoloist with the Vancouver Symphony, the burnaby symphony and the rome festival orchestra as well as in chamber ensembles and i really could go on let's just conclude that she's definitely the eldest sibling of our family <laughs> and the most scholastically accomplished by far three years later there's me then there's our brother dan whom you met on episode 43 of the bro show then eight years younger than jess is our little sister maggie Maggie has a Bachelor's of Science degree in photography from the Savannah College of Art and Design and a massage therapy degree from the Connecticut Center for Massage Therapy. She's now a therapist and the manager at Cosmic Groove in Asheville, North Carolina and the proprietress behind Mug Hug Crafts on Etsy. Welcome to Love Bites, Maggie and Jessica. Yeah, Raposo. Hello.
3: Hi. Hey, guys.
2: Hi, sisters. So uh, I'm going to start off with something super light. Uh, listeners, I asked my sisters to pick one movie that defines your relationship with each sister. So Jessica, why don't we start with you? What movie defines your relationship with Maggie? Or which, if you could pick up one movie to watch with her for the rest of your life, what movie would that be? And then I want to see what she says about you.
5: With Maggie it's super easy, um and it's but it's a whole set. It's the Harry Potter movies. <gasps> Maggie Maggie That's what I said too. Yeah, that's what Maggie said yeah. too. <laughs> Aww. I mean, there's no question about that. We've been Harry Potter geeks since she pretty much made me start reading the books, which is around the time that book four came out. Yep. Um yeah and uh ever since it's been a thing like she literally gave me uh some Harry Potter some Harry Potter swag last week while I was home and that- <laughs> oh
2: so- you guys are such cute nerds I've never I'm just kidding I wish I there's things that yeah I missed out on all right Jessica what was yours for me okay now that one was tricky I know you I were hired
5: trying- I was I was trying to think of, like, one particular movie. And, I mean, we've had definite things that we've connected about in different ways. What's like, literally movie, last Jess? week when we were, you know, qu- you were quoting Anne of Green Gables lines <sighs> to me via text. Yes. I yes. mean, that's one example of, of the many. But the movie I kept coming back to in my mind was <laughs> is Summer Lazy. Magic. Summer Ma- I was going to say Summer Magic. I almost said Summer Magic. Okay, which is this, you know, Haley movie movie from, you know, the Disney machine almost, of the 1960s, yeah. I think. And um, I went op- that was the one that kept coming back to mind. Ugh, I went opposite. Jack, right?
2: I went White Christmas. I went opposite because of Sisters, because of singing the, the title of our show, because of singing that, because of
5: there's something about old-timey musicals with you, Jess. Well, definitely well, definitely because I'm just a music freak in our family. Right. But... Um, you know, that's one I sort of associate with the entire family. No, that's for that me that's sense. you more than anything. And with the event. Because so, that, that was on the list. That was one of the ones I debated.
2: All right. But, yeah. Well, Maggie, we, we, all right, we, might have, we might have made Ben Sneaker look at our answers before the show. Maggie and I are in agreement. It's the Grinch. It's Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How the
4: Grinch Stole Christmas.
2: You're a reindeer. Here's your motivation.
4: You're a freak with red, red nose, nose and, and nobody, nobody likes you. you.
2: Then Sandy comes along and you save Christmas.
3: We're just gonna do the movie for the rest of the show. <laughs> That's, the whole rest of the show we is just gonna be could. them. We doing could then stop us before we can't stop ourselves. <laughs> um, I have a as question. You can,
5: as you can imagine, it's thrilling to watch that movie with them.
3: <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I feel like I don't have to. I've already just hello, I just hello, watched it. How
4: are you? How are you? How are you? How are you?
3: Um, I have a question for all three of you. Uh oh. I know that you are very close yes. as sisters. As I'm lucky to be with my brother, I have a great friendship with my brother. And I'm wondering if you could share to me and to our listeners um, if there's a specific memory that you have with each other um, about um, where you're most thankful for your friendship with your siblings that makes your friendship a little bit different, an experience that is different in your friendship with your siblings than is different than with any other friend you might have.
4: Maggie, why
2: don't you go first?
4: Um, I think last summer when dad had his uh, stint in the hospital. Um, I almost didn't come home because he told us not. It was like no big deal not to come home. And so, Jess, listeners, uh, our
2: father had open heart surgery rather last minute. and He's fine. He's great. Yes, but, yeah, he's doing very well. But but, if two, I, but, but my sisters live far away, and my brother and I live close to our parents in proximity. So yeah,
4: and if I hadn't called Jess the day before his surgery, like kind of freaking out about it, I may not have decided to get in the car to come home. Um, and that was a big big thing for me. And how was that different calling her than it would have been had you called,
2: you know, a friend? Like, how was that sibling bond
4: the defining
2: factor there?
4: I had already talked to a bunch of my friends about it, and they were like, oh, no, your dad said he'd be okay. Don't worry about it.
2: And what did Jess do that made the
4: difference? Jess said, no, this is one of those times that you need to be home. Like, this is, you without a doubt, get in the car and come home. Um, And it kind of solidified what I was thinking in my head anyway. Gotcha. And I'll
5: just add to that. That was it, it. Wasn't like I was telling her she had to come home because we needed her help or anything like that. It was just that I recognized that she was going to torture herself the entire week if she wasn't there. And I
4: was. I was. Us. I was sick with yeah. worry. Like I couldn't function at work or anything like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. She helped calm oh. me down.
3: Jess, do you have a specific moment or um, anything about your relationships with your sisters that makes it unique? Yeah. Do you have their friendships? Um.
5: And this It relates to both my sisters and my brother, and i don't know if they are even aware of how important this was for me because it was years ago but um yeah, we're talking like nine years ago or so i was I had been in love and um had a massive breakup uh with this guy, and two days later we left on a family vacation to mexico and um there was uh, there was a lot about the relationship that I you know I didn't talk to I don't I'm very private so I don't talk to every you know to everybody about my stuff um and even my siblings didn't know a ton about the relationship But basically, you know, I was sitting next to Maggie on the plane, and I was sitting in the window seat. She'd let me take the window seat, and I was just sort of, like, staring at the closed window and crying pretty much the whole trip, like, the whole flight. And she would just check in every once in a while and be like, are you okay? And I would answer, no. And she would just hold my hand and be there quietly. And then that whole week... um, my siblings pretty much let me do what I needed to do and be as freaky and weird as I needed to be and get drunk as much as I needed to get drunk. And um Can I ask tell- what other
3: weird and freaky things
5: you <laughs> were doing? Oh no, no, I just no. not mean like, you know, randomly crying and stuff like that. I am I'm, I'm That's
3: so pretty not normal. That I, just, not I
5: just wanna put out there that like when that. Jessica
2: gets drunk though, she is so much fun when she gets drunk. It doesn't really <laughs> happen often, but when it does, like she's like the last one standing and it's
5: brilliant yeah but i mean i probably drank more that week than i had in the previous year and that was the year i graduated from my last my final degree so you know that's a lot
3: <laughs> well and, yeah so that's amazing jacqueline how and about I you don't know
5: if, and i don't know if i would have felt the freedom to do that with my friends
3: sure so yeah there's definitely a familiarity and a comfort level when it comes to family that's just not there with anyone else how about you jacqueline
2: um, well, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely been, like, you know, in the bad breakup, my siblings, all of them, you know, get together and play games and get beer that I can drink and have fun. So there's definitely that. But there's also just that safety net of no matter how badly you fuck up, your family is there. Or, or just how badly something can happen. Um, a couple years ago, we're going to talk about this on a future show, but a couple years ago, I got pregnant while on birth control and had to have an abortion. And it was a really horrible, horrible time in my life. But Maggie is the one that I called. And I didn't tell anybody else in my family for several years because of other circumstances surrounding the whole thing. But I knew that I could call my younger sister and that she would be there for me and and knowing my health history, that she would be able to show me the support of of knowing with everything I've gone through with my body that she, she knew my whole history and would support me and love me. And then eventually when I told jessica her her boundless love and support, despite the concerns that I had had around just the issues of talking about abortion, you know it's there's there's an un there's a bottomless pit of love and support, no matter what you can do that that comes with my siblings um you know that 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 is not restricted by time or by human error or experience that is really the the safest thing that you know I can have
3: yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So thank you for all for sharing those stories. Um, I'm feeling the warmth of the Raposo sisterhood mm-hmm. in the room here. Um, but now I want to maybe, Uh-oh. you know, things might get a little divisive here because Jacqueline, you and I were both interested in um, the idea of, like, family roles and the right. roles that we play in our family. And so I'm interested in hearing from each of you what role you think your other siblings fulfill in your family unit?
2: Mm, mm. So, so, yeah. So, Jessica, why don't we start with you? So, there's four of us. So, if you think about, like, what, what roles do you... So, not as far as what our parents have thought about us, but how do you define the roles of your three other siblings in our little quartet, Jess?
5: Oh, gosh. Um,
2: I know. Maggie didn't like this question either when we when <laughs> breached it before. It's hard.
5: Yeah, it was really hard when thinking about this because I think those roles have shifted over the years. Right. Um, like, if you had asked me what Danny's role had been when we were little, it's like, he's the prince boy. You know, he's, he, 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 he's the special boy one in the family <laughs> and he's going to get away with all sorts of crap. Um,
3: but he's not but anymore. now, <laughs> what's that? He, he doesn't get away with anything anymore.
2: Now, I think he takes on more of a burden. Like, he Uh, takes on more responsibility and more of the inheritance aspect of, like, the family business. Whereas when he was younger, he's the only boy with three girls. And so he gets, you know, away with a lot of shit being a boy. Yep. That that the girls don't get to get away
3: with. Jess, what did you perceive Jacqueline's role was when you were younger?
5: Um, Susie Homemaker type thing. She was always content to be home, if that makes sense. And she was very good at, um, Tapping, and she's still good at this, you know, just tapping into the stuff that we do as a family, whether it's especially holidays and tradition and that sort of thing. Um, she was also the one who's, who was very useful because I wasn't able to do this um, in breaking down the uh, oldest sibling responsibility expectations because our parents tried putting that on her after I went away to college, and she wasn't having any of it. And her being that way a lot sort of helped our parents recognize that, hey, we are
3: just kids.
2: Wait, and wait, 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 love. wait, wait, because you're saying this, and Maggie's nodding, and I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> Do you feel comfortable being a little more specific?
5: Yeah, could you tell me what you sure. mean? Because I'm curious. Sure. What, what was, um, I, what was well, I so I mean, brilliantly well, doing without knowing it? Probably how you guys would define me, Um, But, you know, as the oldest, I was very much put in a second mother position, and that included, by the time I was a senior in high school, I was driving people around to their various music lessons and CCD classes and all sorts of things like that because our mom worked four days a week. And um, so I remember at some point when it came to babysitting or driving or something like that, mom pretty much my understanding of it anyway was mom pretty much said to Jax at that point um yeah you need to do this now and you were just sort of like no i can't i have other things to do with my time and you got dad's support behind you and all of a sudden the it was a game changer like all of a sudden you know mom couldn't just dictate that a child was going to take care of the other children anymore and that was something I struggled with. I know the first year I came back from college that first summer. Right. It was it was horrifying.
2: Wow, the things but, you don't uh, know about summer. yourself while you're doing them.
5: Interesting. Well, there you Interesting. Go. Interesting. <laughs> all right.
3: Do either of so, you yeah. so and I've heard like a little bit of all the roles except I've not yeah, heard from about anyone Maggie? about what Maggie's role <laughs> in the family.
2: You do it, Jess. Is. You say what Maggie's role was. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Maggie's role was the one to basically get away with everything I couldn't. <laughs> Maggie
2: got away with Uh, everything
4: I I kind of did, yeah
5: I I mean, her role is the youngest child, right? And so she's going to have a very different living You know, growing experience And that sort of thing But that means that she also gets to You know, there's a lot of stuff that her perspective For me is very different with that difference in eight years You know, and so I just love Getting new views on stuff Like, I feel like Jacqueline and I growing up There was a lot of shared stuff growing up That Maggie and I didn't share at all Um And so just sort of what, you know, exploring those differences now, it's just always very cool to look back on my memories differently, just hearing
3: her perspective of it. I just want to check in with both Maggie and Jacqueline here, because thank you, Jess. That was awesome to hear you kind of break that down and get most of the agreement from both of them on kind of like what the roles are. Do either of you have any like um, discrepancy or any just like slightly alternative takes on any of it that are you feel are worth sharing before we get to a quick break?
4: Maggie, you go, you're the guest. Um, not really. She actually said almost exactly what I had planned on saying. Really? So. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't I mean, I had looked at I had looked at just sort of the question a little bit differently when I had thought about like the roles in our family, but that's pretty I mean like mine they fit along those those similar lines. Like Jessica to me is like the, the matriarch and the trustworthy one that like you know, we'll always handle and get things done. My brother now, our brother growing mm-hmm. up is the pragmatic one who can who just sort of handles like the 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 family business responsibilities in certain ways. And Maggie to me, I use this word as a positive thing, is like the sensitive emotional one in ways that like you know, like I even referred to before when I think about sort of the um <laughs> like i th- I thought this question to myself I was like, when I die, who controls my stuff? You know it's like Maggie goes through my journals. Jessica has to like sorry, Jess, <laughs> you have to like handles all like my my shit, you know, like my my websites and my money. And my brother, you know, has to handle, like, my funeral and taking care of my dog. It's just, like, those are how I look at my siblings as far as the responsibilities of my oh, life I want they the hold. I dog. I know. Everybody <laughs> wants the dog. Mitra will be very well loved if I, if I perish. But I feel like that sort of is a symbol of our, of our relationship. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's pretty, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, I feel like we're all on board. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we're going to
3: take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some more exploring the Raposo family dynamic and uh, talk more about sisterly and sibling love. Uh, but first, someone recently asked how we handle post-election love discussions without busting the FCC filters. Uh, but since Love Bites is brought to you by Heritage Radio Network, a non member-supported station, we get to say whatever we want, which means we get to speak from the heart, ask weird and hard questions, and don't have to worry about who might be listening. And that's all because of the members and small businesses who support us. Right now, we're in our big end-of-year fundraiser. Your contributions support HRN's 34 weekly programs. And also come with exclusive member benefits like best-of playlists, swag, discounted events tickets, members-only parties, and more. So if you love good radio without filters, throw a little dough our way by going to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and we will love you forever. Happy holidays. We will be right back.
1: And this is another one from our former intern Malcolm untitled track here. We'll be right back. Have you tasted the world's best cheese? Grand Cru Souchois is the 2016 World Cheese Champion. Our partners at Roth, Wisconsin make this gorgeous alpine-style cheese in the rolling hills of Green County, Wisconsin. Grand Cru Souchois is produced by hand in Swiss copper vats and finished by aging on spruce planks. The quality milk and careful craftsmanship bring out the award-winning light floral notes, nutty undertones, a hint of fruitiness, and a mellow finish. Perfect with Riesling and Muscat, Grand Cru Sershois is a guaranteed hit for any occasion. Check out their other offerings at RothCheese.com. You'll discover Buttermilk Blue and their newest release, Prairie Sunset, the golden-hued love child of Mimolette and Gouda. You'll also find recipes like the Raclette Reuben and Tomato Tartlets. Everything you need to know about the world's best cheese is at RothCheese.com.
2: And we are back. And before um, I make my sisters talk more about us, <laughs> I'm mean, going to ask Ben a question. Because, oh, come on. I well, thought I was I off d- the hook about no, revealing uh, stuff about
3: myself on this show I one. do want to extend be it. Because we're, well, we're talking about
2: sibling love. And you have a sibling. You have I an do. Older, I have An, awesome, an awesome, older awesome older brother. Yeah. And you guys are very close, too. And... And we have similar family situations as well with, you know, separated parents and sort of yeah. step parents and siblings and the the malleability of that and sort of things we've inherited from our parents that we've spoken about in the past. So do you and your brother have um, sort of loyalties or or roles given to you by your... Parents, as you've grown up? Like, even we touched upon when you were talking about the holidays that, you know, you were feeling responsibility for making sure your parents were, you know, okay as you went through them. Like, did you feel...
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that our... my parents uh, or either of, you know, our parents purposely tried to give us defined roles or anything like that. Um, I think my brother and I are very different and I think that particularly my mom who um has been in a time of need lately goes to my brother and I for different things um my brother my mom very much sees my brother as someone who is um more uh, um, reliable and responsible when it comes to practical things and very much sees me as an emotional uh support person
2: and is that accurate to you um th-
3: I mean, I think, yeah, to some degree, yes. Um, I think, like, my brother's not quite as, like, sensitive and empathetic as I am. And I am, like, certainly not as, like, on top of, you know, you know, my brother's married with two kids and, like, very much has, like, his life on a path that, like, mine is just, like, I'm in a different path right. and a different life. Right. You know, I'm, like, no, I don't have, like, my... 401k together and all that quite yet um
2: hashtag anxiety
3: (laughs) yes um so yeah so like we are just like different in like what our priorities and what are you know like the directions that we kind of like um the strengths we have as sons to our mom right um and also my mom also recently moved to being near being much closer to my brother now she lives a couple miles. So he just from handles him. a lot more. And of the so like he gets like a, there's a lot more of my mom in right. my brother's life right now in a way that it's um not quite for me and like that also has like caused a little bit of like, you know, I feel sometimes like shit I'm not being there for my mom, my brother's right. being a better son or, you know, my brother's like there's more on my brother's shoulders, and I'm not being right. whatever, and I wonder about how my brother feels about that. I wonder how my mom feels about that and all of that.
2: Yeah, because I feel like these discussions are hard. Like I feel like our parents can put these titles and roles on top of us, and then we, and sometimes they can feel ge- like that correct and genuine, and sometimes they can conflict. With how we feel about ourselves and see our position within our family, and they do change yeah. as we grow into adulthood, and, and that can be a struggle,
3: totally yeah uh, yeah my like it's interesting my like sometimes my mom will be like, "Oh, you don't like this thing, and like." I like this thing right. I've liked this thing for like 12 years Like and she's telling do you do you what, yeah. remember what I was like when I was however old you know well these are the
2: only two of you and your mother remembers your name most of the time <laughs> Like how she'd be calling it was just Jack it was just, just Jack Mag, Daniels just Mag, Jack Daniels that was how she would call well, for us
3: speaking of you know four of us what our yeah. parents tell us about right. ourselves let's let's turn the microscope yeah, back so... toward the reposos here <laughs> um, and
2: yeah so the thing is there is there's four of us in our family and sisters correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we were sort of chosen sides we were given sides between our our mother and our father as children would you say i'm wrong in in making that statement
4: not really Just, i mean I...
2: jessica as children were we how do you feel about that statement
5: um I could I could see how you two would feel that way. Um but dad and I went through a, a pretty bad patch for a few years. And so I kind of think that it, in my case it um it felt it, right. It, it came later. It it it, it was actual. Like okay. I went to mom for everything during that time because I just couldn't have a conversation with dad. God. And um I mean, we're fine now. Like we, I, I can actually remember the point where it pivoted, and all of a sudden things were great, and Dad has had my back ever since. Well, so you I'm going to ask you guys too,
2: since we don't have too much, uh, since we don't have too much time, and I want to have uh, get a couple more questions in. I'm going to ask you guys guys a specific question. So listeners, like it sort of felt like in our family, my sisters were sort of closer and on Mom's team growing up, and my brother and I were closer and on my Dad's team growing up. And there was a period where it seems like it was taking a little bit of work for my sisters to have healthy adult relationships with my father and I still feel like it's I have a healthy adult relationship with my mother but it still feels like it takes a little bit more I mean it takes effort with my father too I mean like it takes effort to have healthy adult relationships with your parents I think no matter who you are and you know healthy adult relationships are hard across the board but um how for each of you can you tell us a story about how you approached shifting the dynamic of your relationship with one of your parents as far as that sort of Um, The favoritism or the team or whatever, you know, just whatever the hitch in the relationship was. So Jessica, what did you and dad do that sort of helped you start shifting that point where you could have a healthier stronger relationship?
5: I think in my case it it actually had nothing to do with either of our parents. It had to do with me and just in the act of growing up and learning how to communicate and think through my thoughts and being able to express what was bothering me about something. I actually, I sucked at that as a teenager. Um, You know, so I would be upset about something, but I would have no idea how to explain what I was upset about. And um, I think once I was able to start, especially with our father, because... Which is funny because that is such a dad
2: thing. Like, dad has a hard time expressing what he's upset about. And I think
3: most teenagers do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, sure, but I, yeah. but
5: I, but in in that particular case, like fixing the relationship with dad, like it was it was tied in with me being able to say what I thought, and for I think him having a little bit more respect for me as a result of that. And then with mom, you know, I, I, yes, I was closer with her when I was a kid, but transitioning into being an adult, uh, she was confused about why things were changing, and she was upset by it. And I had to be able to explain things to her, and mm-hmm. so yeah. So that was what it was for me.
4: What about you, Max? Um, I think it was a lot of communication. I think it was really different for me than it may have been for the rest of you because when I was becoming an adult and like coming into adulthood, that's around the same time that our parents split. So for me, the shift was starting to see my parents as individuals instead of a couple and looking at them like dad is dad and he's who he is. And mom is mom. And that's who she is. And, Um, I think a lot of because of that, you know, I'm closer to mom stigma that happened that, you know, it um, made it harder for me to communicate with dad as a kid. But when I was coming into adulthood and the separation was happening and I had that shift of perspective of my parents as people, it made it easier for me to see dad and how he communicated and um, kind of try to figure out how to communicate with him on his Level instead of trying to get him to communicate on my level, um, kind of thing. Before
2: um, before we wrap, you guys both live far. Uh, Jess, you're in Indiana, and Maggie, you're in North Carolina, and our family's in Connecticut. So, just from the eldest sibling perspective, what's the hardest thing about being so far from home? Because you've been, you know, like you're right. I am still like the Susie home. I like living close to my parents, and my all my friends are a lot of my friends are in New York, and I like you know i like living in the northeast where we're from um and you guys have done a lot more of the i mean maggie's getting in a car after this and driving back to north carolina you guys are crazy so uh and jessica you've gone to three very far far away schools uh what's the hardest thing you know especially now as we mentioned with you know having parents who are getting older like what's the hardest thing about it from an eldest sibling perspective
5: well, I mean, all the college time, it was always temporary in my mind. So that wasn't really a big deal. I mean, I missed some birthdays and a couple family events, but we also had a really great frequent flyer plan at that point. So I actually came home quite a bit. Um, I didn't miss too many important things. Um, now the trick is, is you know, because when I finished college, I was back in Connecticut for six years, and then I moved away. Um, the trick for me now is just feeling unable to completely put down roots here, but then missing out on a lot of things back home. So missing out on the closeness in different ways. So, you know, I feel very much still rooted in Connecticut with my family, but um, you know, and so and so, it feels I feel kind of transient here, even though I've been here over three years now. And um, little things like the idea that I I won't ever use my Christmas decorations, because I'll always be almost required to go back <laughs> to Connecticut. You know, I brought up that whole, hey, could we do Christmas in Indiana one year? And everybody was like, no. No way. Um, <laughs> going to Indiana Right, because nobody, nobody wants, yeah, but but that means that, like, I never get to celebrate Christmas in my home. Mm. You know what I mean? Versus They're like, yeah, we don't care. Connecticut and that sort of thing. So, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and so I, I, I don't feel like I'm able to put down roots here because my family isn't here. And I, I, I'm still working on figuring out the balance with that.
4: Gotcha. What about you, from the from the baby of the family perspective, Maggie? Uh, when I was younger, it was hard being left behind. I mean, you guys all went off to college and you left, and I seemed to get close to you as you were getting ready to leave. Like I felt like we got really close when right before you left, and Jess and I were always close, and then Danny and I got really close right before he went to college. So when you guys left, I was like, wow, I'm I'm like left behind. Um, but I think that's why I visited you guys so much. I know, but now I you're gone. And now I'm gone. So it's it's kind of opposite. It's like I, I miss seeing us each other on a more day to day basis. Like I remember when I was living at home, you know, we would see each other after work or we'd see each other after I'd be done with school and we'd have a drink and watch T V or play a board game or play Yahtzee and Um, It was just fun to like see each other on a day to day basis and be kind of more involved in each other's lives. And that's hard being away.
3: Jacqueline, I'm curious for you is like, is there a part that's, you know, you have siblings who are far away. You are close. Is there a part that's like difficult either about your siblings being far or about you being close?
2: Um, No, I hate the fact that they're far away. I, I mean, it's. I'm closer. I'm closest with my brother now because he sees me all the time, and especially with all the weird health shit that I go through, which is such a like day to day experience. Like my brother knows the most because he sees me the most for for good and bad, and you know we watch each other's dogs and we he I house sit for him and we know each other's schedules and like we're just, and that's great for me and Dan. Um, but it sucks for me and my sisters. Like, I miss that intimacy of just knowing so much about, especially, especially as far as the leaning on each other part. Like, I I feel this very weird connection with my family that I need them more than other people need their family. Like, I need my, as much as, like, I do take on a lot of responsibility with our family business and getting shit done with our family as far as that kind of stuff goes, I help my brother out and I help my father out. Like, and I, and I do a lot of the domestic, you know, inheritance of that part as well. Like, I also need our parents more. When I get sick, my dad will come in and pick me up and drive me to Connecticut. My mother will drive me back. Dan comes and gets me. Uh, they bring me food and medicine. They drive me like, and I need that. And I know my sisters would do that too. It's just that there's, they can be disconnected from my day to day and my body so that even when I feel really sick, it's, takes a lot of explanation to call them to tell them why I feel sick and I miss having them just around more.
3: Okay I have one last question Uh for Maggie and Jess that I did not prepare you for.
4: Oh goodness.
3: Oh boy. Um, When I had your brother Danny on the show I asked him to give me a piece of dirt about Jacqueline that I could use to hold against her for the rest of eternity.
2: I played the and thing.
3: he you can
2: say whatever you did not
3: give me anything. I
2: have no. Nope. There's, he gave I have no skeletons nothing. in my closet. Nothing. Oh, I don't know. Except if that's for that true. secret closet. It's at that secret closet we have. <laughs> and Maggie. so I'm. I'm Ooh, just looking. That secret closet we have in the big house. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Listen.
3: I'm just looking it's for one. It doesn't closet. have to be. You know, like life altering, but just like a little embarrassing something that I can rub in Jacqueline's nose. Is either one of you willing? By the grace of God to help me out here.
4: No. Sorry.
5: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for, Ben, but Jacqueline is perfect. Oh
3: my god. <laughs> wow. Perfect. I, I don't know. Hey,
5: Maggie, don't ruin it.
3: <laughs> Yay. This family is too squeaky clean. I'm gonna get to the bottom uh-huh. of this. And, and perfect. I don't know who I've got. We got to get. Perfect. I've got to get your mom on the show. I guess next. In in We've talked about bringing moms because we have the not show. fed
2: anybody alcohol. It's because I'm on <laughs> week four of no alcohol. If we if there was booze involved, my sisters would be. We've talked their about meals.
3: getting our moms on the show. And maybe Mother's she will be Day. the one. She will be willing to one embarrass glass you. of wine, and she my will mother be will be. You. My mother will be talking. Well, ladies, I've, I'm so thankful for you coming on the show. But I'm disappointed in you right now.
2: <laughs> thank Sorry, you, <laughs> sisters. You're the best. I adore you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks for Christmas. I can't wait already. Yay. I love, love you Christmas. both so much. I love you both so I love you, much.
3: too. I love you, too. I love oh, you love Jess. A, ben, in, I love you, too. Oh, I love you, too. The love is in abundance here. And really, I thank you very much, both of you, for being so open and honest and a little bit vulnerable with us here on the radio today.
2: Thank you, guys. Thanks. So that is our show for today. Come back next week as we finish up our first ever series on family love. Head to lovebitesradio.com for details on who we've got lined up for you. I also just today uh, updated all of the guests that we've had on in the past. So check that out as well. And then also a heads up that I was interviewed for the Bloomberg podcast Uh material world on the no sugar cleanse I'm doing as part of My Year of Abstinence uh, which you can check out at www.myyearofabstinence.com www. from... <laughs> that was intentional that time <laughs> com, which we've talked about on the show uh, Friday I'll be drinking so next Monday in the studio I will
4: be wasted
2: Um, so that, yeah, so check out Material World. That is, uh, produced by our former engineer with the Liz Smith, which uh, I cannot wait to hear. Um, yeah, so thanks as always to our engineer, David. Our theme song is Give Love by Josh Dion, and we are Jacqueline Raposo and Ben Rosenblatt. We will be back at the same time next week with proper haikus right here. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, so if anybody knows what is, what the poem structure of a 757 is. Or a
3: 755.
2: Or a 755. Tag Uh, us, tweet us, Instagram us, just do something, okay? Let me know. And PSA, don't take Ambien and then try to write poetry. Or do. Or do. We'll be back right here at the same time next week at heritageradionetwork.org.
1: See ya.
5: Listening to Heritage Radio Network Food Radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at heritage Underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization